Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. You can also read my regular CBSSports.com. Column agents take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Um, this time around, we're going to take a look at the Chris Jones situation, and particularly try to make sense of some of the details that were reported about the contract negotiations. Now, first of all, didn't think... The Chris Jones, this applies more so to him than Nick Bosa, that we would be three days away from the Chiefs playing their first regular season game, and he would be holding out. Um, one, I was kind of skeptical that he would even hold out um, just because of some tweets he made in the offseason about wanting to be a Chief for life. Um, when you make a statement like that, I took that is he was not going to have as much conviction or resolve to try to get what he wanted contractually. Now, with Nick Bosa, the holdout does not necessarily surprise me. Older brother Joey had the longest contract dispute um, for an incoming rookie since the rookie wage scale was implemented in 2011, 31 days. And Brian Alrault, his agent, was the lead negotiator for Aaron Donald when he was trying to get his original contract extension. Held out in 2017, did not result in a new deal. Missed all the training camp, held out in 2018, finally got a new deal. So that holdout doesn't surprise me as much as this one. Um, Chris Jones is doing something which I didn't necessarily expect players to do under the 2020 CBA where the penalties for holding out missing training camp got stiffer. And now for veterans, players on a veteran contract, the daily fine, which is $50,000 per day, cannot be reduced, waived, rescinded, forgiven, whatever word you want to use. And the fine applies to every day from the time you report to training camp through under CB Article 23, I believe, Section um, 10, the end of training camp. And for training camp, for these purposes, training camp ended September 3rd. It's a 44-day period. So that's $50,000 times 44 days. That's $2.2 million. Um, Chris Jones also had a $500,000 workout bonus, which he had in every year of his contract. Didn't fulfill the requirements of that. Didn't earn that. Uh, missed the three-day mandatory mini camp. That fine, seventy-eight thousand. I mean, ninety-eight thousand seven hundred fifty-three dollars. So today, Chris Jones has lost two million seven hundred ninety-eight thousand seven hundred fifty-three dollars. Now, 
for each regular season game he doesn't play, he's not going to earn 118th of base salary. He's making $19.5 million in base salary this year. 18-week regular season. So for each regular season week he misses, that'll be $1,083,333. Things could change in terms of a meeting of the minds and getting a contract done, but three days before the game, it looks kind of bleak. <laughs> now, um, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, reported over the weekend some details about uh, the contract, and I'm a little skeptical about how he characterized them. Now, we know for Aaron Donald, who is the highest paid non-quarterback, that the Rams did something that you don't really see. That Aaron Donald was under contract for three years. They basically ripped up the contract, didn't add any new years, so it was not an extension. Under contract, $95 million for three years for an average of $31,666,667 per year, I should say. thirty-one point, Basically, thirty-one point seven. Now, the way Florio reported it was that um, Chris Jones would be willing to take $84.5 million over three years, and the Chiefs were offering $74 million over three years. Now, he was t- characterizing it as they're basically going to rip up the contract and act like his 2023 contract year does not exist. Now, I negotiated a ton of contract extensions during my days as an agent, which were well over 15 years, um, and every time I had a negotiation for a player under contract, we were talking about how much new money we were adding and how many over how many new years. So the negotiation was over the new money, which is exclusive of what you were already making, and how many new years exclusive of how many years you're already under contract. That's typically how professionals within the industry, agents, and team negotiators value deals when there is time left under contract. Now, if your contract expires, there's no such thing as new money. And, well, I guess there is because there is every dollar is new money, but you don't have to make that distinction. And what the deal is is what the deal is. Now, I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. Let's take Jalen Hurts, for instance. Jalen Hurts, when he, he going into this year, he was under contract contract year 2023 for 4.304 million. Signs what's called a five year extension for 255 million because that's how much new money is being added in. Five new years He's under contract for six for 259.304 million. This deal is not called 40. Doesn't not call. A $43,217,333 per year deal. That would, that's what is what we would call old money, where you take the existing year or years, add it to the new money, the new years, but that's not how deals are valued by industry professionals. So look at Justin Herbert, for instance. Justin Herbert, two years left on his contract, 
2023 and 2024 for a total of $33,738,375. He's now the highest paid player in the league at $52.5 million per year because he signed a five-year $262.5 million extension. You're not taking, that's the new money in the new years. He's under contract seven total years. But you're not adding the 33738375 to the 262.5 million for a total of 296,238,375 over 7 years which should average 42,319,768 dollars per year that's not how the deal is valued but if you take Lamar Jackson contract expired unsigned franchise tag Two hundred and sixty million over five years, fifty-two million per year. That's the deal. He didn't have any time left on the contract, so this is a brand new deal. So the value of the deal is the value of the deal. His case and his cash flow is going to be um, significantly better. Now, it's another reason I don't think that the Chiefs are valuing it the way it's been characterized. That they're ripping up a deal. They don't want to establish a precedent and that's how they do deals for one particular reason. They have Patrick Mahomes under contract this year in eight additional years. And they've already acknowledged because of the way the quarterback market has changed that they are going to have to do something to his deal. They're not just going to rip that thing up because he's $374.1 million over eight years. And they're not going to rip that thing up and act like it doesn't exist. I, well, if, if, well, I won't say they're not. But if you were ever going to do it, it would be in his case. But they don't want to have Mahomes come to him and go, or Chris Cabot, his agent, go, hey, you ripped up Chris Jones's deal. Rip mine up and let's start anew. I'll give you another example of how it doesn't work this way. Now, my understanding is when DeAndre Hopkins was traded from the Houston Texans um, to the Arizona Cardinals in 2020, he wanted them, since he was starting a new new team, three years left on his contract for $39.915 million, to rip it up. And was initial offers were along those lines. And the Cardinals were like, no, 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 no. That's not how we look at things. And they started talking about new money. And he ended up having a new money average of $27.25 million. That was the extension. The new, the, he had exclusive of the $39.915 million he had left. Two new years added. Obviously, he didn't play any of the new ones. So he got released. But that's, from my understanding, what the negotiation was over. And that made him the highest paid non-quarterback and new money average ahead of um, Joey Bosa, $27 million. Because the Cardinals looked at it, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We're not starting over where you're going to get $112 million over four years because that twenty eight average $28 million per year that way because that would be a new money average of over $50 million per year. So um, if you look at the way um, it was characterized, $74 million over three years, in the article, averages $24,666,667 per year. Now, 
you take out the 19.5 million, which is how every extension ever negotiated worked. We're talking 54.5 million over two years, which would be 27.5 million per year. If you take, if you go with the 84.5 million over three years, that's 28 million 166,667 dollars per year. Seems like it'd be a decent number. Not that further that that compared to Aaron Donald would seem reasonable. And it's characterized as really the midpoint between where Quinn and Williams is, which is negotiated off of new money. $24 million per year is the new money average, the extension average. You're not factoring in his fifth-year option amount in Aaron Donald. The exact midpoint between those two deals, Quinn and Williams, second highest paid interior defensive lineman, would be $28,148,148. So um, that'd be the midpoint that way, but... You subtract out the 19.5 million he's expecting to make. You got 65 million over two years. That's 32.5 million per year. Because it's been characterized that the article was like he's not asking me the highest paid um, non-quarterback or defensive player. Yeah, he is. If that's accurate. Now, I find it hard to believe that for Chris Jones, who is tw- this is season one, he's 29 years old. They'd only want him under contract for 29, 30, and 31. For just three years. Because Travis Kelsey, when he signed a deal in 2020, was born in 1989, season for when he would be 31, had two years left on his contract, signs a four-year extension. So that's a six-year deal under contract through age 36. I can't imagine that they're going to want to negotiate with Chris Jones at 32. He hadn't shown any signs of slowing down. And previous generation ago, 25 years ago, I helped as a co-agent for John Randall, who was a second bout Hall of Famer, interior defensive lineman, coming off a 15-and-a-half sack year, turned 30 that December. This would be the 31-year season for him to be 31. And for those of you who don't really know who John Randall is, undersized interior defensive lineman was basically the forerunner to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald has kind of become a much better version of John Randall. <laughs> and maybe that's uh, overstating it, but because John was a great player in his own right. But the Vikings signed him for five years through age 35. He played in Minnesota through age 33 and then played three seasons in Seattle after that. So something just doesn't seem right to me about how this thing is being um characterized. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you take it at face value, and that's actually how they are approaching it, although I'm very skeptical of that, then it makes Chris Jones seem more reasonable. Now, if it's new money, then Chris Jones is out of line. And $27.5 million in new money is something to play with. The Chiefs better get something done. Now, it would not surprise me if something got lost in the translation and the offer that the Chiefs has made is $74 million over three years in new money. And the average is the new money average is twenty four million six hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty seven dollars per year, which would be just above Quentin Williams, who was number two. And Chris Jones is willing to settle for eighty four point five million in new money over three new years, which would average the twenty eight million one hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty seven dollars per year. Now. That would seem like it would be an appropriate amount to me as the extension or new money average. Because if you look at what happened in 2020 when he signed, um, highest paid interior defensive lineman was Aaron Donald on his $22.5 million per year deal he signed in 2018. Chris Jones, $20 million per year, signed as a franchise player. The average was 88.9% of Aaron Donald. So if you take 88.9% of where Aaron Donald is now, the almost 31.7 million, that essentially gets you to the um, 84.5 over three years if it's new money. And um, i got to make a correction something I said. Um, the midpoint between Donald and Quentin Williams would be $27,883,333. That's the midpoint. So you're essentially at the midpoint and it basically what you were relative to Aaron Donald um, last time. If it's $84.5 million over three years of an extension. So that would be under contract for four years where it would be 84.5 million plus 19.3. So you're under contract for 104 million over four years. Now it wouldn't surprise me if uh, that is actually what is going on here. Now, um, Travis Kelsey <laughs> made a statement on a podcast of his brother where <laughs> Oh, man, Chris, can you please come back? You're really scaring me, man. I don't get it. You must know something that I don't because I just don't get it. I really want to get another Super Bowl ring with you, brother. This this is me bargaining you just to come back and play football for the Chiefs. Please, we need you. We need you bad. I don't know what the situation is. Yeah, I know what the situation is. You two have two different approaches to how you handle your contract situations. And there's no right or wrong answer. Chris Jones is trying to get what he thinks is his fair value. 
That ain't how Travis Kelsey operates. Travis Kelsey in 2020, the same day George Kittle massively reset the tight end market for $15 million per year, takes a very team-friendly deal, four-year extension, averaging $14,312,500 per year, and the cash flow sucks. It's very backloaded. It was so backloaded they had to shift money up from last year, from 2023 to 2022. It was that egregious in terms of how it was structured. Um, in my understanding, and I got excellent information on this one, that Kelsey was hot to do an extension, and Brant Tillis, the team negotiator for the uh, Chiefs, said, I'll do a deal, but it's only going to be this way, and got him to take one of the poorest structures I've seen for a high-profile player. Well, they got Patrick Mahomes to do something team-friendly, and that may be playing into this whole reason why you don't have a deal. Because everything the Chiefs have done, and Brant Tillis, for those who don't know, he's the contract negotiator, vice president of football operations. He negotiates deals, not Brett Veach, GM. So this is his domain, his baby. Did a great job with those two, and the Chiefs have been able to not miss a beat with the decisions they've made. Uh Tyran Matthew, a couple years ago, um, was looking for a contract extension. And Brett Beach said he wanted to keep him, blamed it on COVID and the cap dropping. They let him go, made the right decision for a guy who was going to be 30 because he was looking to be one of the highest paid safeties, didn't pan out for him. Doesn't get signed last year until after the 2022 NFL draft. Signs for $27 million over three years, $9 million a year. Deal maxes at 33 with hard-to-reach incentives. End up not paying Tyreek Hill. Trade him to the Dolphins for multiple picks without a true number one receiver. Bring in Juju Smith-Schuster as a one-year rental. Start drafting receivers. Uh, sign Marquez Val- Valdez-Scantling. And win a Super Bowl. So I can understand why they're like, hey, this is what we think is fair. And this is what we're going to do. Now, if I'm Chris Jones, I'm looking at a couple other things in addition to how they've handled the players on their own team. Team friendly contracts. Let people go. Cut his guy who wasn't all that productive, Frank Clark. But you're willing to pay outsiders top of the market on the offensive line. A couple of years ago, Joe Tooney reset the guard market. Famed highest paid guard at $16 million per year. This year, Juwan Taylor, first $20 million per year, right tackle. Resets the right tackle market because there was some speculation he was coming in to play left tackle because um, they didn't put a franchise tag in Orlando Brown. They ended up signing Donovan Smith to play left tackle, so he is a right tackle. And even with Orlando Brown Jr., they made a deal that nobody in their right mind would ever accept that they were going to make him the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL, which it wouldn't have lasted because you had Laramie Tunsil blow past what it was. Um, it's going to be slightly over $23 million per year, just ahead of Trent Williams. But it's really going to average... 19 million through five years. So it's going to be 95 over five years. And you're going to have like 44, 45 million. Yeah, 44 million, 45 million in the last year. So he was never going to see that money. 
I don't, maybe there's some extra years in offers they've made to Chris Jones where it's, it's inflated where it'll get him to where he wanted to be, but he, he have a hard time making that money. I was never someone who wanted to do those deals when I was an agent. Um, I'd rather have the deal as the deal. It was more substance over form as far as I was concerned. So this whole Tyreek Hill thing where he's the first $30 million per year non-quarterback. Yeah, on paper he is. He's never going to play for $45 million in the last year. So it's really a three-year extension. New money of $75 million. Devontae Adams, on paper, it's 140 over five years um, for $28 million is the average. But no. It's 67.5 over three years because those last two years, he, he <laughs> it's going to be hard for him to make the money in the last two years, which is like $72.5 million, um, unless he's performing at an extremely high level. So I really look at that as a three-year deal. This thing uh, looks like right now it's going to come down to an old-fashioned, let's see who blinks first holdout. And the Chiefs schedule at the beginning of the year could make them think twice. Detroit, everybody's picked to win the AF, the NFC North. They score a ton of points. Home game. That could be a loss. Then Jacksonville, week two away game. Defending AFC South champions. Um, up and coming team. Should win week three regardless. Bears at home. Had the worst record last year. Then a Jets team for strong defense. Have new quarterback Aaron Rodgers away game. It's not out of the question. It could be one in three. <laughs> if this Chris Jones thing doesn't get resolved. I'm not saying they're going to be one in three. They very well could be four and oh. They'll probably be favored in every game. But I do remember there was a situation in Dallas. 1993. Coming off a Super Bowl win. Didn't Jerry Jones didn't want to pay Emmitt Smith. In defending the Super Bowl championship. Starts off 0-2. And that was what it took for Jerry Jones to up the offer to the point where Emmitt Smith would get done. As I said, this thing could change on a dime um, any time before the regular regular season starts on September 7th, Thursday, for the Chiefs. Um, Negotiations can be done in a compressed time frame. We saw that um, five years ago with Camille Khalil Mack when he was traded from the Raiders to the Bears. Um, that deal got done in about a 36-hour span between when they started talking trade and when Joel Siegel got permission to start negotiating a new deal. So things can happen overnight. Um, the one thing for the Chiefs right now is with um, Chris Jones, temporary solves their cap problems because since he's on the reserve did not report list. His $19.5 million base salary is not factoring into their cap equation. But once he signs, it does go back into the equation. So that's going to create a problem because if you look at, you believe, and I'm going to, if you use the top 51, which is still in effect till Thursday at midnight, and that's not really an accurate way to look at it. Uh, because it is going to change where everything counts. According to NFLPA data, the Chiefs have $20.23 million cap space. And then you take top 51 out, and everything is counting 
And I'm not sure exactly how up-to-date this is. It says the Chiefs have $10.77 million in cap space. So Chris Jones, they're going to have to – they need to get cap room from him, presumably, whenever he signs. Um, they He's going to lose – they're going to get the cap credit this year for each week he doesn't play if he doesn't do a deal and he's going to play out his contract. They get to basically 1-1 one, one each week, which would help. So if he – stayed out till week eight through the first seven weeks and come back week eight, like he said, then that give him a significant portion, but they're still probably going to have to renegotiate or should um, restructure somebody's contract to get through the season. Um, but with Chris Jones, if they get a deal done in a timely manner, they could handle most of their cap woes right there. But um, didn't expect to be here. And with Chris Jones, in terms of not having a deal, thought it would be done. Didn't think he would hold out. Thought he would cave and would be like um, Mahomes and Kelsey take the team-friendly approach, but he hasn't. And we'll see who blinks first. Well, that's going to be it. This that's going to be it for this week's um, Inside the Cap. Uh, don't forget you can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter. That's C O R R Y J O E L, and also read my CBS Sports dot CBS Sports dot com column, Agent Stake. Well, um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.